Thanks for joining back in. This is the I Watch That podcast. This will be the recap episode for season two of the Umbrella Academy. Again, same format. My sister and I are going to take you through the plot with a little bit less commentary and opinions than we are going to be sharing for season three, so definitely stay tuned for that. So this time, Katie will be taking you through most of season two of the Umbrella Academy. Honestly, best season. Basically, starts with Klaus and Ben falling into an alleyway and the portal they went through closing behind them, stranding them in Dallas in the 1960s. We then see Allison drop into the same alleyway, but the year is now 1961. She has no voice and immediately runs into a segregated coffee shop. The past is not a fun place for people of color. We then go to Luther, arrives same alleyway, the year is now 1962, and there's some sort of like sketchy guy taking pictures of the alleyway as the siblings arrive. Diego arrives in the year the show will officially take place in. It's September, it's 1963. Sees JFK giving a speech, which starts an obsessive theme for him throughout the rest of the season. Vanya arrives about a month later in October 12, 1963, immediately runs into traffic, hit by a car. And the last sibling to arrive in Dallas is five. He drops into what will be known as the arrival alley. It's only about a month since the last siblings got there and it's full nuclear war. We don't really know what's caused the change in the timeline. We just know that all the siblings are present. We see all of the siblings in battle. Allison has her voice back. She can rip people's minds apart. Klaus can like actually control operations. Vanya's in complete control of her powers, but before five can help out, Hazel, the former commission agent from last season, teleports in, grabs five, explain to him that it's too late for this timeline and they're going to try again. And so he and Hazel teleport out of there with a briefcase to about 10 days earlier on the same street, leaving in the previous timeline his siblings to die again in an apocalypse. Um, One thing I'll jump in here and just say about this first montage we get, it's left to the imagination at this point mm -hmm. what they have been up to since that point. All we really know is they all arrived alone and they all somehow reunite and they've clearly been full on living in the 60s for some time. Allison Mm -hmm. has these fantastic, fantastic bangs. Diego has got quite the full flared pants. My first note of the season is, damn, Diego looks so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it's really interesting that you'll never really know in that timeline if there was anything different. And I think that's an important note too, because Five jumps back with Hazel to 10 days prior and we proceed in the season from there. We never get to experience what that first timeline looked like. Yeah. Why is Vanya there? Knowing what we know later about Vanya's time spent in Dallas, who got her? You'll never know. But same street of Dallas about 10 days before the new apocalypse. And Hazel tries to fill five in on what's been going on, but he is very suddenly and very brutally murdered by a new trio of bleach blonde assassin brothers called the Swedes. But the Swedes do work for the commission. They're just kind of like gunmen. They're just like, get in, do the killing, get out. Five manages to escape, but the briefcase is damaged, and his only clue is this one guy who's been monitoring the alleyway called Elliot. So Five intimidates this guy, figures out what he knows, and the first sibling that Five goes after is Diego, which we see has been spending much of his time in Dallas in the 1960s, locked up in a mental hospital due to his obsession with saving JFK and also all of the talk about being from the future and being trained in a family of superheroes. He has made a friend. Her name's Lila. She's pretty fantastic. 
Um, and while Five visits his brother, he begins to see Diego's obsession with the president and thinks Diego might have been the cause of the apocalypse by trying to change the events, so he just leaves him there for now. He goes to find anybody else. We then from there see Vanya living as a live-in babysitter with housewife Sissy, her nonverbal son Harlan, and their deadbeat husband father Carl. Vanya has amnesia. Carl pretty immediately leaves for the strip club. Vanya and Sissy spend some time bonding over being outsiders. It's just very nice setup for their relationship to be. From there, we see Allison in the middle of a meeting. She is married. She has a husband named Ray, and they are planning to do a sit-in at the diner that refused Allison when she first landed. Allison we see in Dallas is a lot more bold and vocal than we've ever seen her. She has organizing skills. She has leadership skills. She punches a racist. From there, we learn a little bit about Luther. He seems to be employed for a mobster. Yeah, it kind of seems like he is at this man's beck and call. He's his security. Personal, yeah. Personal muscle for Jack Ruby, who is a person. If you don't know your JFK assassination lore. And we also learn a bit a little about Klaus. Bonsoir. It's the best meme. If you haven't seen it, you're missing out. Klaus may have started a new age spiritual cult before that got tiring and he left them. Klaus has oh, yeah. been sober this whole time that he's been in yeah. Dallas. You do learn from Ben that he's been sober for three years. Major plus. Diego almost immediately tries to break out of the mental hospital. During the breakout, the hospital is attacked by the Swedes. Diego gets into a spot of trouble, but his friend Lila does help him escape. She proves to be a fantastic punch and credits her mother for her ability to fight, which I think is kind of fucked up, but she's cool and quirky. The next sibling Five goes to find is Luther. And as Five tries to convince Luther, we see that Luther's not interested this time in saving the world. The setup's the same. You got 10 days to save the world. But we see, especially with the rejection from Luther, that this is going to be much more difficult, that they're even more separated and isolated than they were before in their own timeline. And they all have much bigger things going on. Even though this isn't their time, they all have almost a deeper purpose in Dallas than they did in 2019. We pivot a little bit from there and learn about the big bad of this season, which just so happens to be the handler back and not dead after Hazel shot her in the head. She recovers from that injury and heads back to the commission. So the head of the commission, a goldfish named AJ Carmichael. And a note about this goldfish, if you haven't ever seen the show, if you don't plan mm -hmm. on actually watching the show until you get to season three, you might be in for somewhat of a weird shock. It's kind of like a human body with the head yeah. of an actual fish bowl or like a, what do you we call know, it? We've seen this before. For all of you cultured people, it is Minion in Megamind, but as a realized character. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a goldfish inside of a fishbowl that is where someone's head would be on a body. And he can speak. He does seem intelligent. We have no idea his origins whatsoever. A.J. Carmichael demotes her almost immediately. He cites the catastrophe from the Umbrella Academy of last season as the reason that she's been demoted. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't piss off the handler. And it's interesting to see him set up now as adversary to the handler because last season, even though she was the biggest bad, there was the clear distinction that she is still just a pawn in the machine. Like she is working for the commission. Back at the strip club, Carl gets thrown out by Luther, dropping his ID. So Vanya offers to go pick him up. Now this facilitates Luther seeing Vanya for the first time and confirming what Five had been telling him that the siblings are indeed all in the same city. Five finds Vanya next and explains the situation about the apocalypse to her, but leaves out what caused the apocalypse in 2019, 
And all of this doesn't really quite convince Vanya to help out because she definitely has stronger ties to Sissy at this moment. Klaus gets arrested because of course he does. And later the police break into Allison and Ray's house to arrest Ray for the incident of Allison beating up the racist earlier. This gives us a nice little scene in which we see that's a terrible way to follow up that sentence, but it does facilitate Ray meeting Klaus. Even though neither knows who the other is, there's some nice banter there. Luther stalks Carl out to where Vanya is and confronts her. It kind of seems like Luther's plan would have been to kill Vanya on sight, but instead he talks to her. He doesn't have the tact the Five has, though, so he definitely lets rip that Vanya's the cause of the apocalypse, which, as somebody with no memories, to learn that you are both from the future and ended the world is a little bit overwhelming. From there, Lila and Diego meet up with Five and Elliot, and they review the last bit of evidence that Hazel managed to get Five about the JFK assassination. There is a very familiar figure standing on the grass knoll in this movie, and it seems that a younger Reginald Hargreaves is also in Dallas at this time, or at least is going to be in the events to come. When Allison is visiting her husband in jail, Ray and Klaus have met, and from there she goes to find him knowing that he must be in the city. It's really sweet to see them come together. Because so far, Five just abandoned Diego in a hospital and Luther and Vanya turned Five down and then Luther almost killed Vanya and it's just not been a good time for people like reconnecting even though it's been yes. years. And there's um, been such a sense of urgency too with Five yeah. being often the first other sibling that all these siblings get to see. But Allison and Klaus reuniting is just like, so good to see you. Thank God. How you have doing? you been? Let's hang yeah. out. What happens after is Klaus comes on really strong to Ray, being like, you were my brother. And Ray's like, I didn't know my wife had a family until right now. Also, you're the skinniest, weirdest white boy I've ever met. So it begins an unfortunate domino effect of Ray becoming more and more suspicious about Allison. We get a little couple scenes of Diego and Lila bonding. We learn that she's an orphan. Her parents murdered when she was four. They do begin a romance right after this, which is kind of like, babe, the time and the place. But we then go to Luther, knowing his siblings are in Dallas, asking his boss to go find Allison. That's the first person he really wants to see. Allison isn't home when Luther goes to find her, and instead, Ray is just returning from jail and meets the second of Allison's brother in a 24 period of time. And they just have a strange exchange, and Luther... Just... Not to mention his actual romantic love of Allison. You oh know, yeah, he learned still... she's married. Right, exactly. So he's contending with the fact that however you feel about it, Luther loves Oof. Allison in a, in a romantic way and he has just learned that she is married. It's an extremely awkward interaction and then oh, yeah. he kind of takes off, leaving Ray just baffled, baffled, confused. Yeah. If you met Klaus and then Luther, I would have questions. I'd have a lot of questions. But as all this is going on, Allison has started the sit-in. There's a lot of cops there. There's a lot of protesters there. There's a lot of angry people there. Ray makes his way to the front and sits next to Allison, but they have a very cold interaction as he relays that he's met both of her brothers and he's a little perturbed. And Allison gets tea thrown on her. And as Ray jumps to defend her, it's all really the police needed to turn the protest into a riot and arrest all of the people there. It gets really violent, very fast. And so Ray gets dragged outside and Allison finally decides to use her powers to save him. But after the 24 hours they've had and all he's learned, he definitely doesn't trust her. Ray seeing Allison rumor the cop 
he yeah. can't tell what went on between her and the police officer but all he knows is that she said something quietly and it all went away in his mind there's no way there's no way there's After no way right luther and then klaus it's just also suspicious for him and in the chaos of the police instigated riot they don't get a chance to talk about it yet we then from there see lila sneaking out very late at night and we learn she is the adopted daughter of the handler we get a flashback of the handler ordering the assassination of two innocent flower merchants, taking the young child and training her as her own daughter slash assassin, and that's Lila. The handler updates her mission to protect Five at all costs, which is very perplexing seeing that Five is in fact the handler's mortal enemy. Back at HQ, Diego and Five figure out that their father is associated with the Majestic 12, and there's an event happening that night, so they're going to attend. So then we go see Klaus make a very tragic attempt at talking to Dave. The soldier he fell in love with during the Vietnam War before he was shot, he rushes him in a cafe while his homophobic uncle is in the bathroom. And when his uncle returns, he gets the upper hand in the conversation and convinces Dave to hit Klaus. It's brutal. It's really brutal. And we don't condone breaking sobriety, but Klaus gets hammered to the tune of Renegade. And just as a scene, it rocks. It's just fantastic moment deeply sad thematically but just fucks as a scene it's awesome and so he goes back to his mansion because of course he has a mansion only to find the cult he ditched has caught up to him allison is dealing with the aftermath of the sit-in and so she very dejectedly is wandering around and she runs into luther and they have a catch-up bemoaning their state luther is like disheveled by the end of it just the extent to which she's moved on and how even though they're reuniting after so much time. He's not as important as what she has going on with Ray, yeah. with her marriage, with the movement she's a part of. I think he's just really surprised how much she doesn't seem to yeah. care about him anymore. Which honestly, great for her. But he goes to a fight he's supposed to win for Jack Ruby and he throws it, which ultimately gets him fired and then kicked out. He moves in with Elliot and they do nitrous together. And it's honestly, it's a low point for him, but it's a peak for us. This is, I think, exactly is, what I wanted from Luther all along. Yes. It's levity that we needed with Luther's character, quite yes. frankly. It's been so, so down good. for the whole season. And he's gone through some rough stuff, right? Like he yeah. landed in Dallas, like you said, he had nothing, he had nobody. And then he does nitrous with Elliot, our favorite conspiracy theorist. And it's mm -hmm. just this hilarious unexpected yeah. duo and scene and it's just so refreshing we then go to the event that hargreaves is going to be at and so diego five and lila sneak in and we see a very young and presumably human grace who if you don't remember is their mother in the present day and a robot i feel like half the season is vanya returns to sissy just written down as a note Yes, half the time Vanya um, is spent going back and forth. She had amnesia and she didn't know who these people are, but now she believes them and she accepts yeah. that she has powers and hears what's going on, but it doesn't stop her from still being this living nanny. There is a larger issue at hand, but it does not stop any of these characters from living their yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, They're like, by the way, I told Sissy I'd be home for dinner. I gotta go. You're like, it's the end of the world. Vanya returns to Sissy and Sissy proposes that they run away together and a very distressed Harlan speed runs, drowning himself by running away and being out of sight for maybe three seconds and is dead? I don't know. Yeah, he, it's like your classic child runs out the front door. Child's in a different county. Vanya's like hot on his heels. And by the time she catches up to him, he has drowned. He's fully drowned. 
It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not but funny, it's, but it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a very tense moment, but you're like, that was so fast. There's a very specific video of a confrontation with Quentin Tarantino in a parking lot, and the cameraman at one point points his camera down and points it up, and Quentin has sprant, like sprinted so fast to the other side of the parking lot. So funny. Know if sprant is a word, <laughs> but it is now. It is now. But yeah, and so Bonding goes after Harlan, rescues him from this lake that he's drowned in, brings him back, and quite possibly may have transferred some of their powers to Harlan. We're back at the dinner event. The Swedes attack Lila, Five, and Diego. And in the scuffle, Diego calls out to Lila for help, but knowing her orders, she goes after Five. And Diego sees this after the event. Diego and Five leave her behind because they don't trust her. Then we get the very fantastic backstory of Grace. Grace, at this point in time, is a scientist who is training her baby chimpanzee subject for a space mission, which is where Reginald meets her for the first time, and they begin a relationship. The baby chimp unfortunately suffers a very stressful, tragic accident during the space launch and has to be rushed to surgery, and Reginald comes in with some sort of advanced technology shot to revive the chimp. Grace and Hardgreaves go on to a very touching kind of like montage that show them raising what we now know as baby Pogo as their own child. And we see Hardgreaves as an actually good father. We then from there hit the mid of the season. The siblings all gather at HQ. This is the first time they've all seen each other as a group since 2019. The best scenario from this is that Vanya, Allison, and Klaus go back to Allison's hair salon and they get absolutely slosh together as siblings and then they have an absolutely touching dance montage together it's the best klaus vanya and allison make a pact together to confront some very like character growth moments that they all need to do before they leave dallas klaus decides that he has to confess to his cult about the appending apocalypse because he told all these people that they had till 2019 allison very rightfully decides she needs to go tell her husband about her powers and vanya decides she needs to go convince sissy to come with back to 2019 This last mission goes immediately really poorly. Sissy does feel trapped in her marriage, but still feels some sort of familial duty and rejects Vanya, who leaves without saying goodbye. So one out of three failed. We now get Allison's perspective of what she's been up to in Dallas. She landed in 1961 and was immediately harassed. She found community and safety in this local hair salon. She joined the movement here in Dallas where she met Ray and she eventually got married. So it's been like a insane productive two years for Allison. And Ray at first doesn't quite understand why she doesn't use her powers until- Honestly, um, same. (laughs) Honestly, same. Way to go, Ray. Way to say what we're all thinking. In these moments is like, for me, the pinnacle of Allison's arc because he gets it after they go into Statler's after their shopping montage and he sees the extent of which Allison's power is robbing of free will. Ray becomes distressed by this and he he obviously gets why Allison doesn't use her powers now, but- there's a very obvious reason why she doesn't use them is she does not wield them well. So I think Ray brings back up that startling realization for her is that she does lack boundaries while she says she's never used them on him. I think he kind of reminds her that there's a little bit of distrust. With these powers, there's always going to be a little bit of distrust. We see the handler start to meddle with the Swedes. She sends them into a trap that blows one of the brothers up. But she's planned for this and very successfully pins Diego as the culprit. Going on at this time is the siblings have been receiving mysterious invitations from Reginald. He's very aware of the siblings now in Dallas. 
And so he sets up a mysterious supper for them all to come to to confront them. And so while the siblings are all out, the Swedes torture and murder Elliot and leave them there for the umbrellas to find. And it's, it is very sad. The siblings all go to dinner with their father, and it's, of course, a mess. Reginald is appalled by them and is just devoutly adamant about the fact that he'd never have kids, and if he did, they wouldn't be them. He does agree to talk to Five, though, who seeks some fatherly advice about why his time travel powers are so bad. And Reginald offers up a little bit of advice to just start smaller than decades and maybe start with, like, seconds. Vanya goes back to Sissy for the fifth millionth time. And Carl, unfortunately, witnesses them making up and making out in their car. Yikes. And so later the next day, he does isolate Vanya and threaten that if she doesn't leave, he will send Harlan to a facility and a reminder that it is the 1960s. And we do not need any 1960s medical situations around our boy Harlan because those are not good practices. Five makes a deal with the handler to murder the commission. And in return, when she is in charge of the commission... She can get the entire family back to 2019, no catch, no present day apocalypse, they'll be completely safe. And so he goes with it. He finds the commission board, he murders them, he captures AJ Carmichael for the handler. And of course, when she shows up for the meeting, she informs him that they only have 90 minutes to find and gather all the siblings to convince them to leave Dallas. Huge wrench. With the handler now in charge of the commission, she imprisons AJ and she appoints Lila the head of security and goes like immediately full dictator. Taking time bomb situation for the rest of this episode, Five has to go after Vanya, Luther goes after Allison, and Diego goes to get Klaus and Ben. Vanya, after having that intimidating conversation with Carl, immediately makes a break for Sissy. First she runs into Five. Vanya thinks that Sissy needs to come with. Five thinks that's a terrible idea for the timeline. So Vanya at least negotiates some time to say goodbye, but is definitely going to bring Sissy with her. Back at the mansion, Ben discovers he can fully possess Klaus. And so he begs Klaus to get some time in control of the body to at least confess to Ben's crush, Jill, which is one of Klaus's cult followers. It's a kind of smaller side plot. What comes of this is while he's in charge of the body, Diego comes to collect Klaus, and Ben and Diego have a really touching reunion scene, which is the first time Diego's seen Ben since Ben died as a child. Diego goes to bury Elliot, which is when Lila shows back up. She helps a little bit in the burial, she makes amends with Diego, and then she promptly drugs him and kidnaps him, because that's love. Luther goes to find Allison at home to tell her they're leaving, and that is when Ray comes in, It's just all very awkward. Anytime Ray and Luther are in the same room, it is all incredibly awkward. The Swedes break into Allison's house. They have an incredible fight scene to everybody by the Backstreet Boys, and she rumors one of the brothers to kill the other and they escape. Vanya gets back to the farm, convinces Sissy that Carl knows. In the last second, Sissy writes a goodbye note to Carl, which is all he needs to call the police on them. And during the police altercation, Vanya displays her powers before being incapacitated and captured. So if you're keeping track, only Luther, Klaus, Ben, and Five make it to the meetup in the alleyway and the briefcase goes off. So from there, they're a little bit stuck in Dallas again. And Five, who's pretty pissed off, comes up with a very risky plan to confront his younger assassin self who is going to be in Dallas for the assassination of JFK. This is something we know from season one when we get Mm -hmm. a recap of Five's time as an assassin working for the commission is we see that his final mission that he was supposed to be completing is something involving this assassination scenario, whether he was assassinating somebody who was 
going to prevent the events from occurring, whether he was supposed to be the original assassin of JFK, we're not really sure. Yeah. And so in terms of like how old and apart they are, it's reverse. Younger five is older five and older five is younger five. It's show. It's a hoot. There is this thing, though, called paradox psychosis in which if you're in the presence of your self, like crossing timelines, basically, you will go insane. It has multiple steps. It's all very humorous. But Luther plans to go along to help facilitate getting the briefcase from his younger self so they can go home that way. Meanwhile, we follow Diego waking up into the commission. Lila introduces him to the handler. The best part of all this is that, like, when she drugs him, it's not in order to make their mission fail so they can't all travel back to 2019, per se. Like, she's not just trying to be this adversary of the Umbrellas. She genuinely drugs him and kidnaps him so that she can basically take her boyfriend to meet her mother and then, like, get him a job in the family company so he's safe. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, let's all agree not to mess with him anymore. I've I've decided to keep this one. An interesting thing that you note on rewatch, how aware the handler is that this is happening. It's interesting choice to pin the Swedes' murder on Diego, like, days before. You get a sense that she sees this coming and sees Lila's attachment to Diego as a flaw. So Lila brings Diego to the commission, and he immediately sneaks out of orientation to start snooping around. He finds this thing at the commission called the Infinite Switchboard, And on this infinite switchboard is when Diego finds out that the cause of the apocalypse in the second season is again Vanya. Vanya's use of power explodes this government building. The reason why Vanya is in this government building to begin with is after this altercation she has with the police where she's displayed her powers in front of them, she is arrested and taken here under suspicion of being a Russian mole. So they dig up information on her. They find out she is of Russian descent. So that's kind of, she speaks Russian, which even she didn't realize she could do. Plot circle wise, cool that Diego gets to find this out because it kind of reaffirms to him that JFK doesn't necessarily need to die, they just need to not blow up a building, which is much more doable. They feed Vanya acid and then electroshock her to try to get her memories back, and we begin to see Vanya experience not really memories, but hallucinations of her past, visions of what happened in 2019, all the chaos and pain she caused, and it begins basically a feedback loop of her powers, which just decimates everybody on the floor. She, in, I think, one blast, like, murders every single working person. While Vanya is getting tortured by the government agents, we see shots of Harlan very much reacting to the torture and having a seizure all the way back at the farm. Yeah, they're Basically. they're very much linked somehow because of how yeah. Vanya saved his life after his drowning. He's experiencing all of the pain and effects of the torture and mm-hmm. her power surge and somewhat displaying a little bit of the starts of like his own power, like something is going on with Harlan in connection to Vanya. And unfortunately, both Sissy and Carl witness this, and Harlan speaks his first and only word so far, which is Vanya, which absolutely freaks Carl out to the max, and he starts to aggressively take the boy to a facility. Sissy, not having it, stands in front of a car with a shotgun. Carl makes a break for the shotgun, which goes off towards Harlan, and very much like Vanya triggers a defensive pulse of power, redirecting the bullet into Carl's heart, killing his father. Diego steals a briefcase, gets back to 1963 to recruit Allison and Klaus to save Vanya from herself again. 
they're like right on the edge of Vanya going nuclear, going to cause another explosion. And so they all have to try to make it to the room she's in where currently she's killed everybody who could operate the machines to turn off the electroshock that she's experiencing. It's just not a good time. And it's Ben who eventually makes it to the room, sits in the chair where she's sitting and enters her mind. And in there, he finds her kind of inside this very sad, small white violin. And she realizes she can control this. Ben and confesses that he cannot come back because of what's been going on, like him absorbing all this power. Ben's ghost self is obliterated. Just so unfair that- So unfair. I mean, us as audience members are like, first introduced to Ben in season one is like, oh, I guess one of you guys died and didn't make it. That seems kind of sad. We don't really know anything about him. And then you absolutely fall in love with Ben as you Mm -hmm. find out that he's a ghost and he's always going to be around and he's just there with Klaus Mm -hmm. forever, only to find out in season two that Ben's ghost can be destroyed, which is so unfair. So (laughs) unfair. Almost immediately alarms that the commission start going off. We don't really know what they're tied to, but we know it's very important. Somebody addresses the handler with a bunch of information that we don't get to hear. And the handler calls all field agents back, citing that it's war. While all this is going on, Five goes to a bar to meet his younger self and convince him to give him the briefcase. Okay, but to, to be clear to anybody who's not seen this occur, hasn't seen it, would we say younger self? We mean like actual 58-year-old, older-looking yes. five. Older-looking five. And I'll refer to them as Teenage Five and Commission Five. Yeah, I think, that, I think yeah. that helps. I think that works. Okay, yeah. So Luther feels like it's going well, and then Teenage Five goes, there's something definitely wrong. You need to go talk to him. And so Luther goes to talk to Commission Five, and Commission Five lays out this fantastic plan that he's come up with where Luther and everybody else go with Commission Five in his 58-year-old body, 2019 basically eradicating our teenage five from the timeline it kind of holds up it feels very safe and eventually teenage five corners luther comes up with a different plan in which they don't go with that plan and as older five is setting up his assassination station on the grassy knoll teenage five and commission five get into a fight over the briefcase because they're both experiencing extreme effects of paradox psychosis So you don't really know who to trust. And Luther's definitely directly in the middle of this. And eventually he sides with Teenage Five as the portal opens to 2019 and they kick Commission Five through the portal so that Teenage Five still exists in the timeline. It's all very time loopy. But in the struggle to get Commission Five back to the past, they lose what is, I think, their third briefcase. So they've had three shots of going home, blown every single one of them. Diego realizes JFK does not necessarily need to die. So he takes off out the building, across the street, through the door, past the motorcade. He tackles what he thinks is his father, only to see that it's been a decoy. It's not his father. The shot goes off. The president still dies. And the siblings become the most sought after criminals in the country because they are directly connected, every single one of them sort of, to JFK's death. And to busting out this yeah. Very high profile, supposed Russian spy, Vanya. Vanya. <laughs> so, yeah. They're all very, note. very wanted and very publicized. They've been seen by everybody. So now they're stuck hiding in Elliot's department store as the biggest criminals in the nation. After the assassination of JFK, Hardgreaves approaches the, what is it, the Special 12? Something about the 12. Special K. They complete <laughs> insert shadow name group. Um, Confronting them that JFK apparently was not supposed to die. And Hargreaves is very, very pissed off at his colleagues. 
They're very dismissive of him in this meeting and they tell him to just keep supplying all of his futuristic tech. And he doesn't take that too kindly and we see him remove his face skin (laughs) and murder them. And we find out that he is an alien. Hargreaves is a full-on alien. Has been the whole time. Whole time. Which is why he has so much tech, why he was a part of, like, the Victorian era. There's spaceships outside of his, like, wife's house. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. I feel like whenever you introduce another dimension to a show where it's like, okay, (laughs) we've got powers. That's what powers. We've also introduced a little bit of time travel because that's one of the powers. That's fine. That's fine. Aliens. Aliens. That's another layer. (sighs) Are we going to talk about it? Not in this season. Not at all. Nope. And then they just drop it there. They're like, by the way, guys, by the he's way. not human. Um, But check back in. We'll talk about that later. Vanya gets a vision of Harlan in trouble, rallies all the siblings to go to the farm to try to help Sissy. And when they get there, they find Harlan in his own feedback loop power bubble that Vanya often gets stuck in. At the same time, the handler and Lila appear a ways off on the farm. And so Diego and Five is the two kind of closest to these other characters go to peace negotiate. I don't know what they were thinking. And the handler calls in an army of commission agents and it's just immediately straight chaos. Eventually, Vanya emerges from the barn to kind of end this all with massive power blasts that she can do. And everything is decimated except for the handler and Lila who have suddenly their own little power bubble. And we see Lila raise into the air and exactly like Vanya set off the same pulse of power incapacitating every single sibling. It's like an extreme shock this far into the season. She then in her assassin ways goes after each of the siblings, specifically trying to murder five for the death of her parents, which she believes he enacted under AJ Carmichael's order. But she can teleport like five as strong as Luther. Allison tries to rumor her. She rumors it back. So Allison starts breathing like just invincible levels of power. They're very confused. And in the fight too, you're really confused on what's going on. What we learn as she's fighting all of them is that like her power is mimicking power. And all it takes is for her to have seen it done and she can immediately do it. And it starts to dawn on us all, the 43 kids, only seven of which Hardgreaves got, are somewhere else in the world. And we understand why the handler has wanted Lila the entire time. She eventually corners Five and confronts him for killing his parents. And Five tries to tell her that the handler ordered the mission. And all throughout the season, there's like little bits here and there that call into question the handler's loyalty to Lila. Because the handler lies to her a lot, double backs on a bunch of things, doesn't tell her the full truth. And by this point, they've made it back into the barn. So they've all been fighting Lila, but they kind of have this stop confrontation. And Five is trying to convince her that the handler called Mm -hmm. the hit on her parents. Why else was the handler present for the hit? Why was the handler there herself to pick up Lila? Like there's something so fishy about it. She was after Lila specifically. That's what the hit was for. And for the audience, we see her knocking out Missy, trying to get to Harlan as her new pet project. As Diego tries to convince Lila that they can be her family, that's when the handler comes in and just rain of gunfire kills everybody. Except Lila, of course. So Lila has a moment of confronting the handler, and it's in the instant that the handler sees that they are not going to be able to get past this betrayal that the handler kills Lila. After the massacre, the handler approaches Five, who's on his last breaths, starts to gloat, and through the door comes the last Swede who shoots the handler, for betraying them and causing the death of both of his brothers. 
In his final moments, Five remembers what Reginald told him about taking smaller bites and maybe starting with seconds versus centuries, and uses the last of his power to move through time second by second, effectively arriving at the door right before the handler bursts in, saving his siblings. In this moment, they let Lila confront the handler about the betrayal, still giving time for the Swede to enter and shoot her dead, which ends the second climax of the show. Lila definitely leaves with a briefcase. She's been made this offer to join the Umbrella Academy, but she now doesn't really know anything, who to trust, and Mm -hmm. she just fails. Yeah, there's plenty of briefcases outside. They now have secure transit back to 2019, so they all go through their slower-paced goodbyes through Dallas. At the last second, Sissy decides not to go back to 2019, and Ray also decides not to go back to 2019, citing that he has important work to do here during the civil rights movement here in Dallas, and he knows that it'll make a difference even though the change is still coming. And so he lets Allison go, and it's very sad. They successfully travel back and land in 2019, April 2nd, which is the day after the apocalypse in the first season. They've done it. They've made it back. They're safe. They go to celebrate in their house, and they start to notice little changes here and there, especially in like the main meeting room. Most notably, though, is a very alive Reginald Hargreaves stands up and announces that he knew they would be back. Their encounter with their father in the past convinced him not to adopt this set of children, and in the current astonishment of the Umbrella Academy, he does announce that they're not in the Umbrella Academy at all and are in fact in the Sparrow Academy. And the biggest shocker, like stinger of the season, is a very, very alive Ben appears to confront them. And that's where it ends. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in to the recap of Season 2 of The Umbrella Academy. Next up, we will briefly go over some of the important characters, how our favorite characters have changed, new faces, all that good stuff. And then you can jump right into our full recap of Season 3. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) 